Simone Files, home to the world's biggest stars. Get, get your hands up! Live on your radio. And you can check us out on your socials. <laughs> your favorite person, Serena. The Bellissimo Files on Spin. And now your host, yeah. Serena Bellissimo. Good morning. Hope you're good. It's Serena here with you for the next couple of hours. And we've got a great show on the way. We're going to be catching up with the Bad Guys stars, Mark Marin and Craig Robinson. Whoa, Bellissimo. Where is this coming from? <laughs> Find out what we were talking about in that moment. We'll also be chatting to Mind Hacker Keith Barry. He's going to be sharing his favourite things and trying not to freak us out. And Top Boys Adwa Aboa is going to be talking about her first day of acting nerves on Top Boys. Top Boy. Up next on the show, though, I will introduce you to our one to watch, April. The Files. One to watch. This week's one to watch is an old pop artist who has had Annie Mack singing her praises. Annie Mack has said her songwriting ability and voice is pretty special. She has just released her new EP, When It Comes To You. It is April. April, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. April, what is that like when someone of the stature of Annie Mack is calling you out like that? It's pretty weird. It's really weird whenever I hear myself like being mentioned by someone on the radio and like getting praise for like my songwriting and like my music. It's it's really weird, but it's very nice. And it's very deserved. Um, your latest EP, it was my soundtrack this morning. I had it on repeat. It is absolutely beautiful. You started writing it in lockdown. You only recently finished it. When you look back at the music that you wrote from the start of lockdown to the end, was it changing? Did you see yourself change in those lyrics? Yeah, 100%. Especially like the music style, I think. Because when I first wrote the songs, it was like March or May between those months, 2020. And the songs were all a bit more chill and like written on the guitar. And then in the last few months, I guess, I've kind of like started stepping into more pop sound and the music is a bit more fun and we kind of like changed the, the production on some of the songs a bit and definitely like s- lyrically it's still all pretty similar they're all love songs always <laughs> I don't think I can write about anything else I'm just a hopeless romantic and there's nothing wrong with that like is that really cool that you do get to express yourself through music like that yeah I used to be afraid of it I was like oh god really? I can't really I used to be like oh I can't really say too much you know about like relationships and like what if somebody gets mad because I've just wrote a song and it's clearly about them (laughs) and now I just don't care anymore. Has anyone ever reacted? Has there ever been any backlash (laughs) you want to share? I mean there's been a a time or two when people have been a little bit like hmm what's that song about and I just got to be like oh just somebody else don't worry about it. (laughs) <laughs> Don't worry about that one. It's just, it's a, it's a fake scenario. Um, you were saying that, you know, your music has become, you've changed it up a bit. There is a bit more pop. Is that because you can finally take it out there? You can finally tour it? You're touring the UK at the moment with Matilda Mann. What is it like being back on those stages? It's great. I only had my first show last night, but it's just so good. Like I was, it's been so long since I've played shows and I was like super nervous for a long time because I get really bad stage fright. I think okay, hold on, my hold music on. is you need, you need to back it up for a sec. I, I am always intrigued when a performer says to me, I get really bad stage fright. And it's like, but that is part of your job. How do you go on? 
I know. It's hard because I haven't played a lot of live shows, so I'm still getting used to it. But like, I feel like when you're playing smaller shows, it's more like intimidating and daunting. It's like, like hopefully one day I'll play bigger shows. And that is what excites me to think of like a big show, with big sounds and big lights. But yeah, I'm getting better. I'm not that nervous anymore. Well, as I said, you're at the moment, you're supporting Matilda Mann, but you're headlining a show in London in May. Mm-hmm. Any plans to do that here in Ireland? And how do you feel about that going out on your own? I'm really excited. I've done two small headline shows at the start of the year, but like now that I've got all this new music, I'm just really excited to like put on a proper show and yeah, definitely gonna do one in Ireland. What about festivals? Because this is festival season now. It is so good to see them back. Any plans mm-hmm. to take to festival stages? Yeah, I've got a few small festivals in the UK and I'm working on a few Irish ones. So hopefully they'll be announced soon. Brilliant. Well, if people want to follow your career, find out when more music's been released, when you're coming back to Ireland and playing some shows, <laughs> give us your social handles. My Instagram is at the month April. I like that. <laughs> yeah, straight to the point. I'm not a person, I'm just a month. My Twitter is also the month April, but with a little underscore at the end. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, April, we can't wait to have you back here. It's um, so good to see you doing so well and getting out there and getting over your stage fright. <laughs> I can't wait to see you playing those big venues as well. Thank you so much. I hope I get to. And I hope I see you there. You will. You will. (laughs) April, before I let you go, will you introduce your track for us? This is April and this is my song Hotel on the Bellissimo Files. This is the Bellissimo Files. Exclusive to Spin. You may know comedians Craig Robinson from um, The Office. He played Daryl and he was hilarious as well as Nick in Hot Tub Time Machine. You may know his friend and co-comedian Mark Maron. If you're into your podcast, WTF with Mark Maron is one of the most popular ones out there at the moment. Well, the two of them have come together to voice characters in The Bad Guys. The Bad Guys is a really successful book series by an Australian guy who... They, uh, w- sorry, that has now, not who, that has now been turned into a movie. It is a hilarious family heist film. When you think kid and family films, you don't think a film inspired by Pulp Fiction and Ocean's Eleven. Well, this film is inspired by that. It's about five characters, five friends who are all these different animals who have gone out on one last heist that they're convinced they can pull off when they don't. That's not a spoiler, but when they don't, they're giving an ultimatum. If they can become good guys, then they don't have to go to jail. Well, what happens? Let's not spoil it, but let's catch up with the voice of Shark and Snake, Craig Robinson and Mark Marin. Craig and Mark, congratulations on this film. So much fun. Oh, good. Thank you. What do you love about being your characters? It gave me a chance to play with different voices, and just be funny, you know? I, I, I love that Shark is uh, super confident in who he is and what he uh, what he goes to do. And he's this big, like, cuddly, sharky bear. What about you, Mark? The snake, not as cuddly. No, not as cuddly, a little irritable, a little aggravated. I, You know, I welcome any opportunity to yell and be... Uh, cranky uh, without having to uh, to face any consequences for it. And I think that uh, being animated is one way to do that. Both Snake and Shark, for different reasons, have this obsession with ice pops. Craig, what are you obsessed over? Whoa, 
Oh, bellissimo. Keep it above. You know. Oh, no. What? <laughs> Where is this coming from? <laughs> oh, man. You know what? 10 minute podcast. I, uh, oh, really? I, yeah, all day, every day. I'm like, uh, the 10 minute podcast. I mean, and then some other longer form podcasts. The 10 minute podcast, I'm like, oh, boom. I'm in. In and out. Boom. In and out. What about you, Mark? What am I obsessed with? Well, oddly, you asked that. It was St. Patrick's Day here last week. I, I was very obsessed with uh, making Irish stew for like a whole day, and I did it. <laughs> and then, and then I was obsessed. I was obsessed for months with making uh, uh, soda bread, and I and I made like so many of them to figure out how to do it. And did they come out well? Yeah, yeah. I can, I've got some good recipes now for both. This is a lot of fun. Hands down, you go to this, you have a lot of fun at the cinema, but there's also a lot of messages going through this. And I think the theme of friendship and the value that they all put on friends. Craig, in this business, how do you differentiate between people who want to be the hangers-on and those that actually want to be your mates? Well, I'm an acquired taste, so if you're around then you know you 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 must love me <laughs> you can't you can't be around too long without being like hey but there people have you know ways of showing their love and re- reciprocating their love and uh and then you got people who who are there for the long haul who you look around and be like oh you know what this person's all right they're still here so uh it's at this stage it's it's, it's been a lot with time and and just seeing you know how, how people react and respond. People check up on you, you know, people there for you. And then hangers on, I, I, don't, I don't do too much hanger on I'm a Scorpio anyway, so it's not, well, not going to be a lot of people in my circle. Mark, you and Craig actually have a genuine friendship going on. How did you two meet? That's a good question. It, it, do you remember? Not specifically, but I remember where it's solidified. Like UCB, well, give maybe? Us that. It was at the Ramada... At the, they they had the the uh, comedy night, the worst comedy night in the world, the worst in the world. And one night, I don't, I, I was I got on the piano and Mark did this spoken word. Oh yeah, angry, and it was and, I, and my piano passion was going right with it. It was and real. It, it was it was real. It, it was, was real. So you could it was palpable. This was this was a gig in the basement of a hotel that didn't get publicized, and the guy that ran the gig would just try to drag people in from the hotel into the basement to watch the show, and it wasn't even a nice hotel. It, I don't know why we did it. So it was, I remember that. That was great. Well, you know, comics we have a community, and we're you know for the most part we we know what we're all about. Finally, and I, I'm trying to think of a way to say this so it doesn't come out sounding really strange, but stick with me on this one. Mr. Wolf, right, he discovers that he can wag his tail and the tail wagging is an amazing thing. What gets your tails wagging? <laughs> a new joke working the first time I put it out on That's stage. That's for sure. That's a good one. That's a good one. Again, back to food, really good food, <laughs> uh, an exciting conversation, a good laugh. You know, and also the stuff that, you know, we're both avoiding talking about. You know, that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you know what? It has been a pleasure chatting to you. And thank you for giving me what you have given me. I appreciate it. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. A pleasure indeed. If you do want to check out a film that all the family will love, do check out The Bad Guys. It is in cinemas now. The Bellissimo Files. Favourite things. 
favourite things is Keith Berry. He's a really busy man over the next couple of months. He has his Saturday night RTE show, The Keith Berry Experience, and he's taking to the road with his reconnected tour. You can see him at the Three Olympia on the 28th of May. Keith, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, how are you? You well? I'm good. How are you? Like, really, really busy TV show and back on the road. Yeah, really excited, to be honest. You know, the TV show starts uh, this coming Saturday, April 6th, so it's on after the news, and then back on tour as well. Like you mentioned, I'm in the Olympia in May, but actually just all around the country, so people can just check out keithbarry.com for that. So, it's, look, look, it's just great to be out of the cabin. I was stuck in a cabin for two years, you know what I mean? So, I actually had cabin fever. Uh, so, look, excited just to get back and put smiles on people's faces again, you know? Tell us about the TV show, because we know the stage show but what are you doing on tv so this is a very different saturday night feel because the show is very different than season one so season one was a lot of magic and some mentalism but this year i decided to try and break the fourth wall so the audience is pulled into the experience so i've designed ex like experiments you know, demonstrations, whatever it is that you want to call them, where people at home get to experience magic in their minds and magic in their hands as well in their houses. So there's a lot of uh, audience interaction effects where, you know, literally, as I said, the effect happens in their houses. Um, and then some celebrity guests every week. So Una Healy was here and um, she was getting in touch with her inner intuition. But ultimately, I answered uh, a question that she had in her mind about her future that she was only thinking of. So she hadn't told anybody the question and her reaction says it all. She had an amazing reaction in the moment. Then we have a, a show where I reconnected to people who haven't seen each other in over three years, but in a very magical way. So one, one part of the party didn't know that the other person was here on set. And then I reconnected them in a real magical way at the end of that show. Um, then another show involves a celebrity. I can't say who the celebrity is, but okay. uh, they, go in, they go into hypnosis and are put on a bed of nails and hoisted up uh, into the rafters here in the RTE ceiling. And then ultimately they become almost like a psychic where they can pick up on people's thoughts from being suspended in the air on the bed of nails. So all kinds of madness here, you know. Keith, do you never get nervous that what if today is going to be the day that my my trick does not work? Yeah, of course. Look, there's always uh, an excitement. There's always a nervousness that things might not work out uh, as you expect. And that's part and parcel of what I do. Look, what I do is not an exact science. Science. So when things go wrong, when things don't go your way, um, you know, it can be sometimes frustrating and sometimes be scary. But at the end of the day, I think that makes you a better performer, right? Yeah. When you have those failures. So I'm okay with failing. And I push to failure all the time. Um, so I remember one time years ago, I was on the uh, on stage in the Olympia and uh, uh, I bet two guys 500 euros each that if I couldn't get out of 100 foot of rope in less time than they tied me up in, I'd give them 500 euros each. And they got to wrap my head in cling film as well. Um, and ultimately, but ultimately that night, um, that one night I failed. And you can find it online. You can actually find Keith Barry fail online. Um, and I passed out on stage because I inhaled a load of the cling film. And then the two guys knocked on the side door of the Olympia and we paid them their 500 euros each because they won. They won the bet. You I was going to so, say, you failed, but they have never been happier. It's like, we it. won. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were really happy and the audience were bewildered. So look, these things can sometimes go wrong, but that's part and parcel of what I do. And I, and I love pushing to failure too, you know? Now listen, we want to get to know you a little bit better. I would never dream of trying to read your mind. The way we're going to do it is 
by hearing about your favourite things. Are you ready to share them with us? Go for it. What TV show are you obsessing over right now? Afterlife with Ricky Gervais. I've never watched any of Ricky's work. Would you believe that? I haven't watched The Office. I haven't How watched that kind of is that your possible? <laughs> are you the only person on earth that hasn't watched anything Ricky has done? I literally, I literally watch, didn't watch anything. So the first thing I've watched of his is Afterlife. Um, so it's I'm binge watching. Yeah, I'm binge watching all three seasons of that at the moment. Uh, and I'm loving it, I have to say. I, I love the irreverence of it. Uh, and I love the humanity of it too. So, you know, that's just that. Uh, you know, complete mixed bag of emotions that Afterlife is. Uh, I love it, you know. Um, do you have a favourite film? Yeah, I suppose it's going to be one that you've probably heard a lot, but it, it, I have to stay true to myself. It would be The Shawshank Redemption. Uh, like, I just love The Shawshank Redemption. What is it about that? I think that was probably the first movie that I saw Morgan Freeman in, and I just noticed how different he was than than other actors, like just the presence that he had on set. Uh, look, I was very lucky and privileged to have met him then about three years ago on set of Now You See Me Too. So that was kind of an amazing, you know, wraparound for me to from watching The Shawshank Redemption and being a big fan of the movie uh, to meeting him. And then just, I suppose, the... The idea of not giving up in that movie and the idea of the, the spirit of freedom as well. Um, so look, there's just a lot in it that it, that really resonates with me, you know. Favourite book? Probably The Choice by Edith Eager. So I just read it recently. It's, so Edith Eager, she's um, she's in her 90s now, I'm guessing. She's actually on Instagram. You can find her on Instagram. Um, but she was unfortunately in uh, a Nazi concentration camp um, uh, in Auschwitz when she was younger. And ultimately she just talks about the, the fact that the only thing that she could control in that moment was her own mind and how a lot of other people around her didn't manage to control their minds. So she speaks very eloquently about escape the concentration camp, camp of your own mind. It's about how to control your thoughts, how to control your emotions, how con to control your mind in literally any situation. And she's obviously more positioned than anybody in the world to yeah. talk about this stuff. You know, we've got a lot of people out there, influencers, uh, like I'm one of these people who talks about the power of the mind. But I think if you're looking for somebody more qualified, there's nobody more qualified than Edith Eager. So definitely The Choice would be my number one book at the moment. What song should everyone have on their pumped up playlist? Uh, get the Party Started by Pink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not one that I thought you'd say. Is that something you play before you go on stage? Uh, no, I play Thunderstruck before I go on straight stage. ACDC, so some academic. Yeah, yeah. uh, do you have a favourite album? Uh, yeah, uh, the Fun Loving Criminals by the Fun Loving Criminals. Huey's left the Fun Loving Criminals now, which is a bit sad about because he is really the Fun Loving yeah. Criminals. So I don't know how they continue can continue without them. Um, but I remember when the MTV Music Awards came to Dublin, however many years ago that was, probably over twenty years ago. Um, and, and I was kind of, at the time, I was doing close-up magic all around Dublin. And I was standing in uh, Dermot Doran's, or Eamon Doran's bar in Temple Bar. And uh, it was supposed to be an after party, right? But there, I couldn't see any celebrities because at the time I was just trying to find celebrities to do close-up magic for just to kind of get noticed. Uh, and I said to uh, my girlfriend then, who's my wife now, I said to Maraid, I said, where's all the celebrities? And this head popped in and said, yeah, man, I'm wondering the same thing too. And it was Huey Morgan from The Fun Loving Criminals. Oh, wow. So I did, a, I did a trick for him. And then he said, uh, come to our show next week. We're doing a show in The Point. So that was when they were huge. You remember when they were huge and they were filming The Point and stuff? I went, sure. And he, he just walked off and I thought, well, like that's the end of that. He didn't have my number or anything. Uh, but then I was in work. I used to work for Oriflame, which is a, a cosmetics company. I had kept my phone on work on the off chance. And then the next minute, my phone went off from work. And somehow, Huey Morgan had got my telephone number. And he rang me in work and said, you're on the guest list plus one for our, our, our show. And then I became friends with them and became a big fan of their music. So, yeah, the Fun Loving Criminals, I love their music. I love all their shows. Uh, and I love that album, Fun Loving Criminals. But that's still their best work, I think, you know. What podcast are you listening to right now? 
Tim Ferriss, so I really like Tim's uh, podcast. He basically interviews high-performance individuals and you know extracts information about what makes them high-performing individuals. So it's really about hacking your biochemistry to uh, achieve peak performance in the gym, achieve a peak performance mindset. Um, so you'll, I learn a lot from his work and his interviews. What app can't you live without? LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn a lot. When the pandemic hit, I downloaded the app. I went, right, I'll start working LinkedIn. And that is my number one social media outlet right now. And really? I get a huge, huge amount of work through LinkedIn. Yeah. Favorite accounts follow on social media? David Goggins, I would say, on Instagram. Uh, David Goggins talks straight. Um, a lot of people call him crass, I suppose, but he, he's, he's just a straight talker. So when I listen to David Goggins, it kind of gives me a bit of a bit of a lift and you know stop whinging like he's basically like a real straight talker like stop whinging stop complaining stop moaning stop blaming the government stop blaming you know your partner stop blaming like just take responsibility self-accountability um and get up and get on with it and i think a lot of us need that i certainly need that from time to time and finally your favorite thing to do on a weekend fish so i love fishing really um, is that yeah. not boring like, they don't <laughs> yes. bite. I'm not judging, yeah. but, you know. Oh, no, most of the time, just, you know, most fishermen won't tell you this. Most, of the, And I'm a reasonable fisherman, right? So I'm not... Yeah. I'm not, I'm not just a, a beginner. Most of the time, the fish don't bite, just so everybody knows, right? So most of the time, you'll come home empty-handed. So yes, it's very boring. That's exactly why I do it, because it just empties my brain, because all day long, I'm switched on, and I'm trying to hack brains, and I'm trying to do TV shows and live shows and all the rest of it. So for me, mindfulness is whatever works for you. So for me, uh, you know, I do a lot of creative visualization, obviously, some self-hypnosis, but where I really find peace is just standing in a river because the only thing I'm thinking of is where's the fish? Think like a fish to find a fish. And like, like it sounds insane, right? But that's that's it. Like it's my go-to happy place to just escape the world. Yeah, well, go find that boredom because you're going to be so, so busy in the next few months. Um, give us again the dates that you're touring in Dublin uh, where we can find tickets and um, when your show is airing on RTE. Yeah, so there's just a handful of tickets now left for the Olympia in May. So you can find those up at Ticketmaster.ie. Uh, but there's tickets available for other gigs around the country. So you can find those up on keithbarry.com. And yeah, the TV shows uh, every Saturday night for four weeks at 9.45 on RT1. Before we go, though, look, I've got a, I've got a kid's blackboard here. Oh, and I'm going to just write something. I'm going to write something real oh, no. quick on the blackboard. Okay? No. So uh, let's see. Okay, I'm going to do, write something. I'll do it like this. Okay, done. All right, so I've drawn something on the blackboard. I want you to close your eyes just for a second. I want you to imagine that you're back at school. You can choose any age you want. I don't mind. Okay. And imagine that you're okay. up at the blackboard. Imagine you look around the class and you see one of your friends, one of your schoolmates that you haven't thought about in a while. And imagine you write just their initials up on the blackboard. See that person. And in your head, take the chalk and just write their initials on the blackboard. Okay. Now open up your eyes. Uh, out loud, what was the initials of the person that you're writing down? L.F. L.F. Who is L.F.? What's their full name? Lisa Fidel. And when's the last time you thought of Lisa? Oh, ages ago, because I went to primary school with her. So not. Because I wrote no. down two initials. No, you ago. didn't. No, no, no. How? That is not possible. Lisa Fidel isn't someone I think of. I haven't seen her <laughs> since I was probably in sixth class. How 
fuck did you do that? <laughs> I was inside your mind. Oh, you freak me out. I'm going to have to end it there because I am freaked. I was hoping I was going to get away with it, but I have been mind hacked by Keith Barry. Keith, <laughs> thanks for freaking me out. I look forward to seeing sure everything you're doing in the next couple of months. Thanks for having me. This is the Bellissimo Files. Exclusive to Spin. Top Boy. It returned, season two returned to Netflix only a couple of weeks ago and it has been topping the Netflix charts. There's such an appetite for the series. So much so that Netflix have just come out recently, actually it was during the week, and said Top Boy will be coming back for a third and final season. So Top Boy fans are very excited. That won't be happening for at least another year. But Top Boy Season 2 is currently available on Netflix now and Saffron Hocking has returned as Lauren, but there is a newcomer and the newcomer is played by model and activist Adjua Aboa. I catch up with them to find out what it's like coming back and what it's like being the newbie. Girls, congratulations. <laughs> Top Boy, it is back. Yeah. <laughs> Saffron, you posted a pic of Lauren on your Instagram and I next did. to it you put, smile, love, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel to be back? I mean, well, that was the whole point of me playing because, you know, I was announcing, obviously, top boys, you know, coming back and it's something to smile about, but perhaps not for my character. Um, <laughs> but obviously for me as, you know, an actor, as Saffron Hawking, it's like an incredibly exciting thing but you know yeah I guess my character she's going through some turbulent times. Adra on your Instagram I loved your post it had a photo of you and it was kept this a secret for far too long and now I'm lost for words so I'm popping my head out to say I'll be joining Top Boy. When you made that that. (laughs) (laughs) I was too nervous I was literally lost for words so Saffron wrote it for me. (laughs) You're not kidding are you serious? I text her, I was like, I'm too nervous. If anyone needs any help with writing captions, I'm here. She literally wrote it for me. So I'm not going to take any credit. She literally wrote it for me. Tell me about those nerves. I mean, the nerves have literally followed me from the moment I got asked to do the audition to today, to be quite (laughs) honest. I think it's just been a whirlwind and it's like, you know, it's something that I wanted for so long. You know, my life took me in a different direction from, I studied acting at university and got my degree in theatre, but obviously modeling and everything else so this has been something that I've really been like manifesting and hoping for for such a long time and so to get a role in Top Boy is just is it's it's mind-blowing to me and I'm still kind of lost for words. You deserve it. Mm. Usually I'd ask Adjua Saffron you know what's it like being the newbie on set but I want to know from you what is it like for you you know all the cast is so close when new people join the cast what is it like for you? Oh, oh my god, it's the most exciting thing ever because I I I personally I love it. Um because you know you get used to the people that you're working with and everyone's so amazing. We all get on, but it's always nice to have some fresh meat to suss them out and like no but it was it's just fun because what it means is that you know your storyline is now being taken in another direction and there's a new dimension to that and that's interesting and that's so exciting and Adra, the um motto going across a lot of the posters is loyalty is everything what's the motto that you live by or are inspired by i think honesty would be mine mm-hmm. yeah it's something that i like live and breathe within the realms of like all the activism and girls talk and all the work that i do within that and I think that comes alongside with storytelling. And that's something that obviously is prevalent in Top Boy and, and acting. So to bring that into 
this new journey that I'm on is just amazing. But I think to tell things in an authentic and, and honest way that really sits with people so that they can relate and they can see themselves within it. Saffron, what about you? I guess for me, I, what I always try to remind myself is, and say to myself is everything will be okay because it has to be. So, you know, you could be going through a, like a really difficult, tough time. And, you know, so if I would apply that to myself personally and also to my character, you could be going through a really horrific time in your life or whatever. And that you, you think there's no way out. This is, it's going to be like this forever. Like nothing is permanent, you know as long as you try to keep the faith and, you know, self-belief and persevere. Yeah, that's what my work came to, perseverance. Just persevere through it and keep going. So I try to remind myself, if I'm having a really horrible time, I'm like, everything will be okay because it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> I just chant it to myself. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's what I say. I love that. Well, ladies, thank you so much for giving thank up your you. time. And Adjua, drop the nerves. You're here. You're meant oh. to be here. Oh, thank you so <laughs> And you, Saffron. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Top Boy is currently streaming on Netflix. Break, 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 break it down. The Melissimo Files. What did I miss? Producer Aoife joins us in studio because Aoife, it was a big week, maybe for not all the right reasons. It was a mad week. <laughs> yeah. I just, there was so many things in the news and we've discussed this and we're going to get into it for, further, but there was so many things big moments in the news that actually overshadowed a lot of nice moments that didn't get the the credit they should have. Exactly. And if you think we're talking about the Oscars, we are. But please don't tune off because we're not talking about that moment that everybody... I'm not even going to name check it. We're not talking about that moment that everyone's talking about. We're talking about the fact that at the 94th Academy Awards, which I stayed up for the whole time, I think I was left a bit traumatised by the end of it. You are like the most perfect official Oscars person <laughs> I have in my life who I can go, Serena, what actually happened here? <laughs> Serena, can you tell me this? Because you are, you get really invested and you do stay up. Like, I loved how you even had yourself set up for the night. You had the emergency ice cream in the freezer. If you started to fall asleep, you were dedicated to the cause. <laughs> I was. And, you know, there were so many beautiful moments. And I remember when I heard this one, it was just like, this is what I needed right now. Now we're going to show you something else. And then... We're going to tell you who it is. Are right now. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I know. I got you. And then when if that was, if you don't know, that was Lady Gaga. I can actually feel the tears prick at the back of my eyes every time I hear that. Yeah, <laughs> it was Gaga with Liza Minnelli, and a lot of people are going to go, "Who?" But she is an icon. This is what I love about Lady Gaga as well. You know, we always talk about people lifting people up, and that's yes. what she does. But you know, sometimes people just because they get old. People just forget about them. Yeah. And Gaga's done that with Tony Bennett. There's a generation who would not have known who Tony Bennett was. Without Gaga. There's yeah. a generation out there who don't know Liza Minnelli. She's the daughter of Judy Garland. Who? Um, <laughs> Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Like, this is an iconic family. And, and Cabaret just, was her big thing, wasn't it? It was. And yeah. I think they were celebrating the anniversary of Cabaret. And she just had her. And I think their words that... I'm going to cry. <laughs> there were words that we needed to hear. Yeah. Aoife, it was the, I got you. I got you. She, she was, was holding her hand. Yeah. And it was just a beautiful moment. It really was. But then wasn't it also Liza saying back to Gaga, I know. I know. And thank you. Yeah. They have a lovely rapport between the two of them. It's really nice. Oh. And as you say, Gaga is just a star. Like she's a star, obviously, in the, the fame sense. Yeah. But she's 
just a gorgeous person as well, I think. I love her. And there yeah. was so... I know, usually I go, okay, so Aoife, tell me what we've missed, but I'm going to tell you all about yeah, the Oscars. I know, I need you to because I was away, so I missed a lot of it. I just saw that one big moment and I'm like, there's definitely stuff that I did miss. And I really feel bad because I feel like these Oscars were so... so There were so many monumental moments, including one of the first moments that played out and that was Best Supporting Actress. Ariana DeBose, if you're a Hamilton fan, you'll know she was in Hamilton. We interviewed her yes. at, I think it was last, so not Christmas gone by, it was 20, I don't know years anymore, 2020. <laughs> and um, at the start, uh, she was just starting her career. She was in prom yeah. on Netflix. She was absolutely brilliant. I knew she was brilliant. I didn't know she was going to walk away gonna with an Oscar. An Oscar. Oh my God. And her win is historic for two reasons. One, Rita Moreno, who played Anita in The West Side Story, won back in the 60s for that portrayal. Wow. So it's the first time in Oscar's history that two people have won for the same character. Yeah. And then she's the first openly queer woman of colour to win this award. Wow. A- an award yeah. at the Oscars. Amazing. And I loved what she said. She said, to, she had a great speech, but this line, to anybody who has ever questioned your identity, ever, 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 or find yourself living in the grey spaces, I promise you this, there is indeed a place for us. Oh, Isn't that beautiful? That's what's annoying me about this year's Oscars. I feel like there was a lot of big steps taken and unfortunately we've all been focusing on one thing. Exactly. There were huge steps, including Troy Kotzer winning for Best Supporting Actor for Coda, first deaf actor to win Best Supporting Actor. Not the first deaf actor, though, because Marley Maitland, his co-star in Coda, yeah. won back in 1987 oh. for Best Actress. But still, another monumental moment. The fact that a woman won the director, Best Director, yes. Jane Campion, won for Power of the Dog. She's only the third woman in 94 years of the Oscars history to win wow. a Best Director. In all that time, which is really funny, though, because the last two years... We've had back-to-back um, women directors. Yeah. But in all that time, only six women have been nominated. So, like, there were massive, massive moments. So yeah. I think what I'm learning from the Oscars as well, let's look for the good because there's so much good out there and let's yes. stop giving the other stuff airtime. 100%. Sorry, did I just... I, I just preached. <laughs> I'm sorry for anyone who didn't need to hear a preach on uh, on a um, Saturday morning. But you As know, you said, though, there is those moments and I would highly recommend you go and watch... Go onto YouTube and just watch that and you can you see yeah. all those lovely moments. And let's listen back to this one more time. <laughs> I got you. She does got us. And, and we've got you because tomorrow we're all stressing out a little bit because, Aoife, it's census time. It is. <laughs> I'm a little bit stressed about this because this is the first one we've had to fill in where I've moved, lived out of home. So you're not leaving it up to your parents no, to do it? No, so I'm actually quite stressed about it. But there's one thing that is making me a bit excited to fill it out. And this year they've added a time capsule element to the census, which I think is such a lovely idea. Um, so obviously you'll have to fill it out with the people who are in your home at the time, etc., etc. The details of the actual filling out can be found online. I'm not here to preach shit about them. And that's not, like, when we say we're stressed, that's actually not too stressful. No, no. It's quite straightforward, but <laughs> the thing that I'm really freaking out about is I don't want to embarrass my future descendants <laughs> by what I might put in that time cache. I, I'm dedicating far too much time to this. Yeah, so there will be a section on it you can fill in that you can leave a message. So what happens is the census is stored for 100 years and in 100 years the data will be published along with these messages that we get to leave for our future generations. Like that's, <gasps> a, that's a very weighted question box. It really is. Exactly, and there is no chance 
that unless we're living to like 120, 130, there really is no chance no. that a lot of us are going to be here to open that up. So we, it is our future descendants that will be going, oh, we're The thing is, though, I think it's come at a really nice time because I think everyone has done a lot of reanalyzing, appreciating yeah. what's real and what's right after the pandemic. So maybe we're in like the best state to answer this question now. True. So I'm thinking... Oh. I, I think I have an... I, I I'm going to word it way nicer, I promise, for my future generations. <laughs> but I think I just want the future to know, don't sweat the small stuff. Oh, Aoife, I love it. Like, yes. we all get... I think we all learn that through the pandemic. We all get too caught up in the little things when there's so much more important things in life. And I think that's the message I'd like to leave. Yeah. Is that a bit deep for a Saturday morning? No, I think that's great. <laughs> and I, I think I'm just going to... Um, yeah, Copy me. <laughs> I think I will. And just something about love and kind. And yeah, I'll work on it. We'll both work on it. But tomorrow is the day. Whoever is in your household, you fill that out together. Aoife, thanks for that. This is the Bellissimo Files. Exclusive to Spin. Earlier on in the show, we spoke to two of the voice actors from The Bad Guys, Craig Robinson and um, Mark Maron. If you missed that, you can get that back on our website. You can watch a video, spin1038.com. Now it's time to catch up with the director. The Bad Guys is about five different animals who, you guessed it, are bad. They love to rob banks. When they get caught, though, during a heist, they're given an ultimatum. They can either go to jail or they can try to turn good. And that's where all the adventure begins. This is director Pierre Perifil's first uh, debut uh, feature film and um, it's really interesting to hear that the inspiration from this came from Pulp Fiction and Ocean's Eleven. Two movies you don't think would go hand in hand with uh, kids' films, but in this case, it did. Pierre, congratulations on this film. It is so much fun. Thank you, Serena. I heard you say that the first time I saw the cover of the book, it was a mind blower. What was it about the cover? Oh, my God, yes, you're absolutely right. Um, I think that cover was so striking because immediately was able to convey the big idea behind those characters, you know, like these five terrifying animals um, that we all think are bad and then they are dressed up with those like uh, you know Blues Brothers slash Reservoir Dogs suits yeah. uh, and lined up like this and to me just like it just immediately clicked you know the big idea is here and that world of again Tarantino that's always what I kind of refer to you know just who I'm a big fan of like that was my world I love drawing animals I love gangster movies. When you go to producers and you go, Tarantino, Pulp Fiction, that's what I see. (laughs) What is their first response? I think it is, you know, you're totally right. I mean, like, Tarantino just carries so much more than just, you know, just uh, guys in suit. You have a lot of swearing, a lot of blood, super long dialogue, you know, and, and it's shot in a very adult way. Uh, which is what makes it so tasty. So the, the challenge was how do you adapt this for children, I think. But mostly, I think from there, the idea was like really quickly to go into high genre. It was more like geared towards, you know, the Ocean Eleven, you know, Ocean franchises, you know, from, from, from Soderbergh and the other, the, the original ones. Um, but, uh, and, and what became so interesting was how do you adapt those heist films as a family gateway into those films? Because we all love them so much, but it's rare to see them in animation, like at least the way we've done it. Um, yeah. and, and it's, 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 uh, there, there might be a reason for that. The reason is that usually those, those movies are like incredibly complex in terms of plot, uh, and it's a magic trick at the end. 
but there's not they are not as deep in terms of character development and character you know uh, uh, depth and character's arc so the idea was just to make sure that we had the feeling of a heist movie but yet you could relate to those characters and their evolution you know you gave us as I said such a fun film with so many different messages going through it as well and one of the things I loved was Mr. Wolf discovering that you know being good could make him feel good and he discovered his tail wag yes what for you gives you those tail wag feels for me oh my god it's like my children first of all and uh, secondly i think it's like seeing you know seeing the during this movie just making this movie was really just seeing how people were excited about working on it you know and 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 able to engage with what we were trying to do what do you hope audiences take from this i mean it's it's a movie about friendship definitely you know like friendship and just not giving not giving up on them uh, on your friends uh and and also a, a, a movie about being able to change uh, a little bit your life if you need to you know just don't take it don't take everything for granted all the time and definitely you know there's a message about difference you know like don't judge people you don't know what they're going through you know exactly and finally finally there's more than one book in this series i think yes. we're up to number eight so are we going to have more are you coming back for a sequel for a sequel uh, i hope so i really hope so i really want to see those characters again you know we can't wait either in the meantime we can enjoy this thank you so much pierre thank you the bad guys is in irish cinemas now Spotlight on the Bellissimo Files. On the Files. So exciting. Producer Aoife is in with us. And Aoife, we have some great new tracks this we, week. We really do. And I know people have been screaming about this all week. Harry Styles has told us he's bringing us a new uh, album at the end of May. I know. Now, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I want him on the show. I would love I'm that. putting it out there. Hey, nothing's been confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm putting it out there. He'd be amazing, wouldn't he? That would be incredible. We need to like manifest that or whatever the kids say yeah. these days. <laughs> <laughs> Let's come back. But he does have a new single out at the he moment. He does have a new single out. I'm really loving this one. It's it's still very Harry, but still a little bit different. It's called As It Was. But I can't play it out oh. because our system is doing something to us. Oh. So, But I'm hoping, I'm hoping the fact that I haven't played it out <laughs> will make more of you vote. And no, I'm not rigging it, but I hope it'll make more of you vote so you can hear it in full. At yes. official spin 103 at, uh, throughout. Well, look, on our stories. we all know how big on um, Harry's fans are. They're going to vote for it anyway. I know you are out there. I know you are. But... That is up against a very exciting one from Sean Mendes as well. Um, I this one is a little bit sad because oh. it's quite a heartbreak anthem. Didn't he just break up with Camila Cabello? Yes, so it's a heartbreak anthem, but it's also kind of bouncy, and I don't know how to feel about it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's called "When You're Gone." Hold on, I don't wanna know what it's like when you're gone. I don't wanna move on. I don't want to know what it's like when you're gone for good You're slipping through my fingertips A little bit, by a little bit I didn't know the love of you was the happiest I've ever been So I'm just trying to hold on Aoife, I see what you mean, because I'm there bouncing away yeah. going, I didn't know if, I didn't know that loving you was the happiest I'd ever be. Oh my I know, gosh, I Sean. know. They seem to have had quite a tough break of the two of them. I think they were like, 
it was amicable, but they were both very sad. Like, if you go read their Instagrams, they're quite soppy. Like, Sean put up a big post about this and what the lyrics mean and how, you know, you think you have to end a relationship, but you don't realise how lonely you'll be after all of this. It's very intense, but great song. (laughs) Yeah, and we're we're always available if you need a hug. Yeah. Is that bad? I don't know. Let's move on. This is the one I was teasing earlier that I know you're very excited about, Serena. This is from Lato, featuring DJ Khaled and Mariah Carey. What? It's called Big Energy, the remix. fussy when it comes to big iconic songs yes. being sampled I'm, you, you've heard me say that many times in this segment I'm very fussy about it I think it takes a lot to get it right that does it right and I really hope it means we get to hear Mariah Carey on our radios more so do I I mean I, I keep saying it every time we have something like this if Elton John can be played out on spin yeah we can get more, especially if there's remixes like this. Yeah. Uh, you can get this on the Spin Fresh app if you want yes, to listen to absolutely. it. Absolutely. That's where I'm going straight yeah. after the show. <laughs> I just, I love it. I just think, and even with the beat they've added to the original track works so well. And the rap that comes in I as know. well. We cannot falter. <laughs> Actually, after all this praise, I don't know why it's not the single of the week, but I do know that this is a very exciting moment because it's time for this. Come on. Are you ready? Here I am again, harping on about how good Irish dance music is right now. As you know, over the last few weeks, most of my dance tracks of the week have been Irish, which is incredible. And now I'm even more excited because we have a new one from our very own Marty Guilfoyle. It's his first release under Marty, Two Wise at the End, and it is called Hometown. Marty, it is always good to have him back. Isn't it? He just can't do any wrong, Marty. He really can't. No. I am loving that one. That is my dance track of the week. And you can check out the full, any of the new tracks over on the Spin Fresh playlist on our website or app. But that is not the Bellissimo Fall single of the week. It is not. I'm so happy you voted for this one. It is the new one from Harry Styles. It is called As It Was, voted for by you on the Bellissimo Files. Thank you. You've had Aoife and I bopping away here on studio because you voted that your Bellissimo Files single of the week. It is the latest from Harry Styles, as it was. He can do no wrong, can he? I know. I'm so excited to hear that new album. I really, really can't wait. Should we get tickets to the concert? Yeah. Although, Let's is go. he sold out? Probably. I don't know. Like, when tickets went on sale, <laughs> I went, should we, should we? And I think I'm already having regret that yeah. I didn't go for the tickets. Yeah. 
All right. Anyway, we've got some time to figure that out. Um, that brings us to the end of this week's show. If you uh, missed anything, you can get it back up on our website, spin1038.com. Up next, it is Jess on Spin. Aoife and I will be back next weekend. Enjoy what's left of the weekend. Bye. This is the Bellissimo Files. Exclusive to Spin. Air Credit Card, brought to you by Bank of Ireland in partnership with Aer Lingus. Whether you're buying your weekly basics or splurging on a special gift, with Air Credit Card, you'll collect Avios and unlock even more rewards. The only credit card in Ireland that gives you travel rewards as you spend. Sign up now by searching Bank of Ireland Air Credit Card and go from tap to takeoff. Bank of Ireland, begin. Over 18s only. Acceptance criteria, lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Subject to a monthly fee of €7.99 and annual government stamp duty of €30. Euro. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.